We really gonna do this? <laughs> I was and not say anything. I was down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna give a powers performance, I guess we would just sit here and not do anything, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's a good, um, it's a good example of what happened today. Yeah. Well, yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the hodgepodge of nothingness. The NS9 post game show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jimothy Rosati. Jim, what a pathetic performance today by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pathetic's a pretty good adjective to use, I guess. Um, well, I mean, they decided to play a doubleheader today with zero starting pitchers. So, you know, that's one issue. Um, Thank God there's an off day tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> I mean, for, for my mental health. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, game one, Chris Bassett just absolutely dominated them. <clears throat> Ten strikeouts in seven innings. He's a good pitcher. Um, he's fine. He's a fine pitcher. And then, obviously, game two, you're facing Jacob DeGrom, so you're not expecting a whole lot. But DeGrom... Does DeGrom-like things, completely shuts down the lineup. Uh, I think the Pirates had three hits against DeGrom. Cruz had one. Reynolds had two. So that was – They had three hits, it. and they were two for two to start the game. Yeah. Um, pitching performances, uh, everyone looked terrible. And I guess Miguel Yamore nice – Miguel Yohori apparently pitched two scoreless innings today. I, I he don't did. remember that even happening. He did the first game. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he was probably the best pitching performance yeah. of the day. Yeah. So I, I just saw that. Actually, I actually just saw that. Now I was. I do not remember Miguel Yohori pitching whatsoever. He did. It was effective. But I mean, coming from a guy who has what a nine ERA coming into the game. You know, you weren't expecting too much, but I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, like the first game that like you mentioned, it was like outside of the one inning. It, it was an okay game. You know, I mean, again, we're, we're comparing the first game to the second one. So keep that in perspective. The first game out of the one inning, which, you know, I think was a four run inning there. Yeah. Bryce Wilson, another 
He gave up a three-run homer to Tyler Naquin. And then Escobar followed with a homer as well. So back-to-back homers. Naquin, like, just wrecked the Pirates last year, too, I believe. Wasn't that him with, like, all the Grand Slayers maybe two years ago? Yeah, with the Reds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, just, just... Just a pathetic performance. And like it was the, the, these games were lost before they even started. I mean, Dwayne Underwood Jr. and Johan Oviedo are your two starting pitchers in this doubleheader, facing two guys who, you know, are all star pitcher. One's an all star, one's a Cy Young caliber, and one's a Cy Young guy. I mean, probably the best pitcher of our generation, to be honest with you. Um, these games were these games were over before they started. I guess here's my two cents of what you're saying. It was on paper, two starts by relievers, but all in all, again, I get where you're coming from, but all in all, the first game really was Dwayne Underwood was using an opener. Bryce, it was a Bryce Wilson. Which whose start. bright idea was that? It's a, you are given terrible things. You got to make the best of it. It's Bryce Wilson. So maybe going against this Mets to try to put Bryce Wilson in the best possible situation, use an opener for him. Now, what options do you have at opener? Well, there's not many. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like when you're given as a manager bad things to work with, you're going to have bad results typically. So that's just kind of where I'm at. I mean, Bryce Wilson wasn't good. Dwayne Underwood wasn't good. And there was your five runs right off the bat. And it was a 5 nothing or 5-1 game. But it's like it was a Bryce Wilson start. It was just they used the opener for him. The problem is Bryce Wilson just isn't good. And this is a Mets lineup that is is good. So again, like when Mitch Keller such such a, shuts them down, that was impressive last night because you see what they can do today. <laughs> and Bryce Wilson isn't a good pitcher. He's not. And the problem is none of the guys that they they performed in the second game are either. I mean, we can talk about Oviedo, we will a little bit, but <sighs> Beatty is just awful. Zach Thompson is just awful. Ramirez is awful. These guys are awful. And you had to see all of them because Oviedo is the guy that started and he couldn't even last you two innings. I want to go back to Oviedo a little bit here. Yeah, I do. The dude's not a starting pitcher. Like, plain and simple, he doesn't throw enough strikes to be a starting pitcher. Let him be a bullpen guy. Give him one inning at a time. Let him go all out for that one inning. He's the slowest pitcher I've seen since since Antonio Bastardo, I think. It took him... It took him like four hours to get those five outs that that he got. Um, well, I mean, that's also because he allowed about fifteen base runners. But he was also like it was like forty-seven seconds in between every pitch. It was just yeah. it was he was so slow, and it's like, dude's not a starter. Like he's not a starting pitcher. I I get like the fascination with the stuff. The stuff looks good, and it's like, well, you know, if he could be a starter, but he's not. He walks too many people. You've got to put him in the bullpen. You've got to put him in a position where, like, he has a chance to succeed because starting games isn't isn't that spot. 
I'm with you. It's last time Tyler and I were talking, I think, about his start. Man, I was intrigued. I was really intrigued. And it's just, it's a situation of this being a bad roster where, you know what? He's very intriguing. There's not like there's any guys out there that's truly that much better than him, anyways. Why not give him the opportunity? Why not let him go out there? But you saw the concerns last time out. And this time it was it was even worse. So I think, I mean, ultimately, even back then, I think ultimately he's set for the bullpen. And the thing that excites me is he is nasty. And I think you can see that he could be a really good bullpen guy. Of course, the ceiling is if he can be a good or solid or just decent starter. And we're seeing less and less that that's going to come to fruition. Yeah, I mean, he's now at eight walks in four and two-thirds innings. Right. And, and the thing is, too, like, if that first, I say start, it was, what, three innings that first time? But his first start, it was really that one inning. And, again, it was only three, so it was a third of a start. But, again, like, hear me out. <laughs> it was really that one inning that things fell apart with him. The first inning of that last start, he actually looked pretty crisp. Really good. And yeah, then he actually like, finished it at the third inning yeah. pretty crisp as well. I think I think it was that second one that things just mm-hmm. kind of fell apart for him. So that's why I left it. I'm like, you know what? Two-thirds of it was actually good. Let's maybe build upon it. Let's see. I'm going to give him some more, little, more, little more of a leash here. Today he went 1.2, walked four. I'm sorry, walked five. <laughs> like he literally walked a guy in with bases loaded. Yeah. Yeah, you're seeing more of a reliever out of him. Yeah, the dude's a reliever. Um, not a starter. The rest of this team is, as far as the pitching staff goes, <clears throat> like I'm looking at everybody who pitched today. Eight different Pirates pitched today. None of these eight guys should be in the major leagues. <laughs> well, Oviedo should, as a reliever. On a bad team. Because mm. he wasn't in the majors when he was on the good team. But maybe an average team. <laughs> I mean, he was on the team, just not the entire time. I- I'm still open for Oviedo. I still have a lot of hope. I think, again, like his stuff is very, very oh. nasty. He'll certainly be on the team next year for the Pirates. Four out Presumably of five guys who the, pitched the bullpen in the second game have been DFA'd at some point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the guy who got the bulk of the innings made his debut at 27 years old after he was DFA, like throughout the minors. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like you weren't even good enough for our minor league depth. And he hooked on to the Marlins and had a really, really good two starts. (laughs) Had a decent, you know, rest of the season. And then Charrington said, you know what? We got a gold glove catcher. I'm going to gift that to you for this guy. So he can give us 5.24 ERA. 5.17 FIP, I believe. Top of my head. It's it's just the pitching is... It's just so bad. But the roster is just so bad. Again, like what's been given to this 26-man roster is just... It's pathetic. I want to see the list. So this is Tyler Beatty's last six outings. Runs given up. Last six times out. 
seven, actually. Last seven games. Four, zero, two, four, six, two, and two. The dude has given up multiple runs in six of his last seven times on the mound. Every time. It's bad. So again, like, what's all this Clay Holmes stuff? What's all this Tyler Beattie is good stuff? I, I, I didn't, I didn't understand it at first. Again, it was one of those things where you know what he's, he's producing like he's to the Chase DeYoung effect, but Chase DeYoung is still a much better pitcher. He's giving you production, but I'm not buying into it at all. And you're seeing why, because it's caught up with him, much like Zach Thompson, right? Like there was a stretch where Zach Thompson was giving you production, but buyer beware. And it all came down crashing on Zach Thompson as well. I, I never understood the BD hype. I still don't understand the chase to young. I, I, I don't, but he's, he's still doing it. So I'll give him a little bit there. But again, like 2023 buyers beware on chase to young is where I'm at. But anyways, yeah, like the, again, like the pitching is just awful. Oviedo now skyrockets to a 3.9 ERA, 1.2 innings pitched at four earned runs. Thompson's up to a 5.24 ERA. BD's to a 5.16 ERA. Ramirez at a 6.04 ERA. I mean, this is this is the bullpen. This is the bullpen that's good, Jim. Remember, the bullpen is actually good. Don't sleep. The parts now are good. Third worst in baseball since that statement was made. And that was before today. So it could be the, the set, second worst. Yeah, I, I'm. it's amazing that they're actually teams worse than the Pirates. Like, I can't even – like, when I look at the Detroit Tigers and, like, the, the runs scored, like, the Detroit Tigers have scored 30 less runs than the Pirates. I don't even know how that's happened. How, how is that even possible at this point? Um, and then, like you mentioned, bullpens. Like, they're actually one or two bullpens worse than ours. Like, I, it's incredible. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, well, there's a lot of bad teams, but right. Anyways, can we say something positive? Sure. It's very negative, but it's it's positive. It's I mean, someone's life was affected today. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry, but I was Josh going to say this should have been, been a celebration today. <laughs> today should have been a celebration. Josh Vanmeter, the national anthem, <laughs> designated for assignment, September seventh. Somehow he made it all the way to September seventh after no being signed, or I guess he was traded for technically. Mm. Um, like the day before the season started, his DFA and he, by, and he lasted this. Long. Yeah, he lasted this long. It's incredible. I can't believe that. Like, kudos to him for just somehow fleecing the Pirates out of like six hundred thousand um, dollars. Seriously, like if there was one person in the United States of America that needed to celebrate Labor Day, it was him because he made it to Labor Day. And boy, did he earn, I mean, we didn't earn it, but that was something to celebrate for him. Yeah. (laughs) Because uh, I'm with you. Like there was no way that he, he should have lasted past April. He shouldn't have been on the the opening. There was no reason to get him in the first place. He shouldn't have. 
Right. But with that said, there's no way he should have lasted through April. And then it was May. And then it was June. And then it was okay with the trade deadline. And then that came and went. And here we are, September 7th, finally happened. So Josh Van Meter is no longer part of the team. <laughs> but they, they get Hoy Park up now. <laughs> so again, it's just like, all right, great. <sighs> but you know what? I'd rather watch Hoy Park than Josh Van Meter. I would rather... But it's not like, again, we're setting the bar too high. And no, it's not, again, super, as if here's someone that deserves it, right? Here's someone who didn't deserve playing time. And they kept getting it until they finally didn't got DFA. But, again, he didn't deserve the playing time. He was getting it. There's guys that deserve it. There's guys that have earned it. And there's guys that should be getting it. And they're not. And for all this stuff, this is why we kept talking the whole offseason. I keep bringing up this point. You know, one side of the mouth is saying this, and the other side is doing this, and they don't match up. Well, these guys are going to earn their stuff. They're going to, you know, they're going to make their own path based on their stuff, what they're doing. And then here you go, and they have guys that are doing that, and they get to watch Josh Van Meter take the nice plane ride, get the nice meals, earn the, earn the nice decent paycheck. While he's doing nothing. And they're down there producing, taking the bus ride, eating ham sandwiches. Just don't sleep lucky. on ham sandwiches. Don't sleep on lucky. ham sandwiches, though. I'm saying, like, like, no, that's the that's like a that's hot ham and, good game. Like a hot ham and cheese sandwich from Hardee's. <laughs> no, hold up. No, not from Hardee's. <laughs> it's, it's just straight lunch meat on the Wonder Bread. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to go to get the Hardee's hot ham and cheese. They can't afford that. I mean, hopefully soon when they become a you know, in the it's union. Like, it's probably like But they can't go to Hardee's. You're right. Yeah. Hardee's They're going expensive. to Hungry's. Hardee's is definitely like towards the top of the price when, when it comes to, to fast food chains too. Right. <laughs> and that stuff fills you up. <laughs> that thing's got calories that let you go and they can't they can't be doing that. But anyways, again, like that's just where we're at. So he's DFA'd. Hoy Park comes up because Hoy Park's clearly earned his promotion opposed to other people who you know, aren't earning it. Uh, but regardless, yeah, so there's that. Josh Meter finally DFA'd. Won't have to see him until or unless no one else claims him and the Pirates outright him. Uh, and I saw <laughs> sharing your Hardy screen. <laughs> Oh, I can see where this show's going tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going way left. <laughs> Look at this. See, there it is. The hot ham and cheese. Travis Swaggerty wishes he could get that. <laughs> yeah, but anyways. All right, so we, we celebrate. We said our good stuff. Let's get back to the negativity. So the Pirates, they allowed 16, I'm sorry, 17 hits in the second game, seven walks, 24 base runners compared to their five. All right, back to some positivity. So Ono Cruz, as Ono you Cruz, said, yeah, went three for he eight. Let off, yeah. he, I was going to say, he led oh, off yeah. to the ground. I want to I want to get to the the fact that they Cruz let O'Neill Cruz play against DeGrom. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. He earned the right to take on that challenge. They gave it to him. 
And you know what? He got a hit. One for three with a single and a strikeout. That's against the best pitcher in baseball. Yep. Yeah. And a pop-up catcher. This thing. Yeah. Which I got to say, McCann, I thought he was going to drop that. (laughs) Do you remember that when he? No. I don't remember that. Oh. Yeah. McCann was up going and it was like, he totally misjudged the ball. I mean, it ended up being like two feet behind him. He had to reach back like this to get it, and he did snag it. So I want to see O'Neill stay at the plate. But anyways, yeah, one for three, one strikeout, and a pop-up. So it's Jacob DeGrom. I mean, that's something to go home and say, you know what? Yes, today I went one for four with two strikeouts second game, but I went one for three to DeGrom. Like, hey, I, I can do it. I belong. Build up that confidence. But get back to the whole day, like you said, three for eight. Yeah, I mean, going back to it, like last night we talked about how he was just looking more and more comfortable. I felt like today he he looked comfortable at the plate. Uh, you know, all three hits were singles. He didn't really do anything like otherworldly today that, you know, we've seen him do in the past week. But, uh, no, I mean, anytime you can – three for eight, what is that, 375 batting average? Rough math. Three divided by eight. 375. Yeah, yep. there you go. It's Hall of Fame numbers right there, Donardo. <laughs> Ted Williams couldn't even do that. That's right. And on September 7th, Josh Bamier DFA day, O'Neill Cruz did. Yep. But here's what I'm going to go down to. So, again, just tallying this up because I just feel like as long as he stays in the leadoff role, we're going to keep doing this and just kind of see because this – this is kind of showing what our theory was, right? And again, you got you and Tyler definitely kept really pounding the table about this of getting him, you know, in the top or middle part of the lineup, and they went right to the top at leadoff spot. So since being in the leadoff spot, he's now gotten forty-three at bats, forty-five plate appearances. He is batting three hundred two, three thirty-three, six fifty-one. I mean, really. You could say those are Hall of Fame numbers too, Jim. Just saying. <laughs> Ted Williams did bat better than 302, but you know, yeah, that yeah. slugging in there of everything. But no, anyways, I mean, O'Neill, like you said, has looked comfortable. He has an actual person behind him, like Josh, Josh, geez, no, not Amir. Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. Right. Yeah. Like you we were kind of talking about it. So I'm just gonna we're just gonna keep this going. I'm, I want to keep an eye on this. He's still performing. Today, he's still performed. We know last night's big game. Today, three for eight, he's adding on top of it. So, like, you are seeing a better O'Neill Cruz. Um, I'm liking this. Well, and again, like, the he faced good pitching today, too. Like, Chris Bassett and Jacob DeGrom are two of the better pitchers you're going to see <clears throat> back-to-back. True. So, yeah, good to see. Yeah, good point. It's not as if he did this against, like, some scrubs or whatever. Did find some good pitching. Um, now, he did get made look silly at the end with Claudio being a lefty, of course, and Claudio gave him the slider down and away to make that third strikeout. It's still it's still there, right? But again, we're looking at overall, and he's still looking better. The strikeout rate has definitely come down. Um, yeah. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Yeah. <laughs> 
I really don't know where else to go with this. There, Again, there's there's like nowhere everything else to else, go. <laughs> I hate both being so negative. Were, That's why last night was so fun that we, right. we got to talk, be excited. You saw the offensive outburst. You saw the amazing things Cruz was doing, Castro is doing. And today, it was just a complete opposite. Yeah, I mean, like even Castro today was 0 for 6. Um. Yeah, it just wasn't like I mean, Cruz and Reynolds and Chavis had a decent first game, I guess you could say. Greg Allen had two hits today. Credit where credit's due, as I keep saying here. Greg Allen, not a good baseball player, but Greg Allen did have a good game. I definitely got to handle that. He did go for two. He had two hits in the first game. The, the one speed helped him game. get one hit. Just one. Second. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, my bad. Well, anyways, with that first hit, it was the speed that led him to the double. Most guys we got a single, so we got mm-hmm. he was able to stretch it out. He made two that I know of two really good defensive plays. Made some good plays. Yep. So I saw someone say like they would rather have Van Meter than Greg Allen, and I completely disagree with that. I mean, both are bad baseball players, but like at least there is skill in Greg Allen. It's the wheels, and the wheels help him on the base paths. And defensively, so at least he can give you he can be an asset somewhere. Josh Vanmeter didn't know where the base was. <laughs> I guess I'd rather have Greg again, Allen. I'm not advocating Van for Meter. Greg Allen again. Like, don't yeah, take this as that. I'm I mean, just saying, like, but at least like if you're there's if you're positive things that you can yeah. talk about with Greg Allen. It's simply because shoes. of the speed. Yeah. But again. Credit where credit's due. He did, you know, stretch out to get a double. He did make some really good defensive plays today. So at least there's that. We never really talked about anything that Josh Van Meter did positively. So, nope. Cal Mitchell, he didn't make, I mean, he got the out, but he made that outfield look very interesting today. Twice that I know of. And he is an outfielder. We're talking about guys that are, you know, being put in the outfield that, you know, aren't outfielders and like just get a damn outfielder out there for how long of the season. And like they have now with Cal Mitchell. And, you know, maybe there is a reason to put him at first base because <laughs> we talk about how weak the arm is and it's not an outfield arm. And he's not really showing that he got the glove out there either. So, not that the bat plays I, at first either. Yeah. I mean, at this point, there's no reason to figure out a way to get Cal Mitchell on the field. I just feel I'm I, I feel like I'm with you with the eye test and everything, but he's had such a great year at AAA. But I also don't want to give up too early on him, but it's been so bad in the majors also. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that like he can't become a fourth outfielder one day. He is still mm-hmm. 23. Like he's he's got some time. But like Cal Mitchell's not a guy where you're trying to knock down walls to get playing time at this point. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And that I agree with. But it has been awful so far for the majors in it for him. Mm-hmm. Uh and then after that, I, I guess I can take away my I like to hype him up, right? 
he's he's not that good of a player, but he finds ways to get talked about. Well, Jason Delay had the golden sombrero today. <laughs> so he went over three or three strikeouts to that second game. So we can't talk about Jason Delay tonight either. So I again I, I don't know where we're taking the show right now because it's just gonna be more shit talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Hey, who cares? <laughs> we lost your sound. Can't hear you. Which honestly is fine. Still can't hear you. So <clears throat> While Donardo's trying to figure out, somehow I muted. Oh, there you are. But you're not on the, you're not on your head. You're not on your mic anymore. All right, there we go. There you go. I think it's on us to wrap it up. It's time. Yeah. All right. So sorry, everyone. Had to hear this. You didn't have to though. You could have easily just tuned out, like I think most of you did. I wanted to do this post game show in like the fourth inning. I, I'm not a you wouldn't you wouldn't let me. <laughs> and this is a true story. Jim was like, let's just hop out and do it now. I was like, the game's not over. You're like, we're not gonna say the score, we're just gonna talk and just pretend like the game's over. <laughs> would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, in hindsight, that probably would have worked. But yeah. my biggest thing was like, you know, the thing is O'Neill Cruz is going to like launch a three-run homer in the eighth inning, and we won't talk about it. And I, that, we, at least I can talk about that. But no, like we could have been like, I mean, O'Neill Cruz may or may not have done something today, later on, but – I, you know, I was going to say that, you know, people don't want to hear that. Like, that doesn't provide anything. But no one wants to hear this either. So we right. probably should have. Yeah. All right. So, again, tomorrow's an off day. The Pirates return on Friday. They will play the Cardinals. Once again, a 635 start. Guess what day it is, Jim? Uh, Ronesy day on Friday. It is. So maybe there'll be something good and positive we get to talk about. Be a different type of show. I'm hopeful. I'm thankful. Also, Miles Michaelis, Michaelis is uh, pitching. Michaelis. So, also, no, Sunday. Sunday is Quintana. Sunday, Sunday. Quintana Keller. Oh, that's right. Q returns. Yeah. Are you a Q believer? Q. Do you think Q he'll continue his streak Keller. for the cards? My guess is it's going to be pretty easy for him to continue his two runs or less streak. Yeah, not a tough yeah. task. All right, we've been yeah. saying we're going to get out of here. Let's just do it. Let's rip the bandaid off. Let's get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for watching, for listening. If it's the pod, the podcast. Um, and again, we'll be back on Friday. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. See you guys.